It's time to swing into the golf world of today with Springdale Golf Live on Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. Sponsored by Taylor Made and the New Jersey Golf Foundation. Now, here's your host, the director of fun, Keith Stewart. Members, friends, and players, good afternoon and welcome to Springdale Golf Live. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, the director of fun, and I'll be here entertaining you on this Friday afternoon. Thank you for tuning in to Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. You know, keeping with our usual pop culture theme, we have a great guest today from the golf media. And his name is Ryan French. He covers the uh, minor leagues of professional golf, better known as Mr. Monday Q School. E, turn it up a little bit. Let's rock it out. And Ryan is just one unbelievable reporter and storyteller. He has a very engaging way of describing the struggle to become a touring pro. So don't slam those trunks. Turn the volume up. Here we go. It's Friday. job on the board there, E, taking us in and filling in for the uh, able-bodied Wade Weezer, who is off for the week. And uh, right now, I know we have our man, Ryan French, on the phone here. So, Ryan, welcome to Springdale Golf Live. How are you today? Hey, good. Thanks a lot for having me on, Keith. I really appreciate it. Well, you know what? I mean, you've brought this upon yourself, the uh, torture that is today, Springdale Golf Live, and the fun that we like to have here, because your Twitter account is just unbelievably entertaining it's just so much fun and before we get into how it started and everything i I just want to know what are the current events of what's going on you know we just started up the season we've got all sorts of storylines with pebble beach and the genesis and tiger woods but what you do has nothing to do with that what are some of the great storylines that you're looking at this year so far yeah, I mean, uh, so far in 2020, um, I mean, I think there's a there's an awesome one going on right now at the Corn Ferry event uh, down in Florida. Eric Cole is a guy who is uh, kind of a mini tour legend. Has 50 wins on the minor league tour, which is a is a one day event tour down in Florida. But um, he Monday he flew to Columbia to play in a Monday qualifier uh, last Monday, uh, about 10 days ago. Shot a 61 there. Uh, so got into the Columbia event, uh, made the cut in Columbia, got to the airport in Columbia at uh, about 2 or 3 o'clock, flew all the way to Miami, got into Miami about 1 a.m., got to his house about 3 a.m., got in a car, drove to the next Monday qualifier in Florida, shot 64, and Monday qualified. And when I just before I got on the phone, I looked at the uh, at the leaderboard, and he was like 13th or 14th, so... I think that's one is definitely one of the best. Um, another one, Eddie Olson is is a guy who I've become friends with uh, and really has a great story. He's Monday qualified to the Farmers a couple weeks ago. Uh, you know, raised by a single mother, has worked his whole life, never had a formal teaching uh, a coach or anything like that. And uh, he's had a great year, had a couple mini tour wins, Monday qualified for the Farmers, and uh, I mean, it's it's a pretty great story. Well, I tell you, you just, I mean. I could ask you that question 52 weeks a year, and you're going to come up with just the most unique story. And folks, you're just starting to get a taste of what this is all about and why Ryan is on the air with us today here at Springdale Golf Live. So 
you know, Ryan, you're you're a Midwest guy, uh, Michigan State. You went to now you live in Chicago. So you know, I I was very um, engaged to bring you on to my New York City Philly audience here and kind of give you some exposure because I think your Twitter account is so entertaining. And where did it all start from? You know, how, how did this thing take off? And you know, so for this new audience here on the East Coast, uh, give us an idea of you know why it started and the pivot moment in your life that that brought all of this together. Yeah, uh, I'll try to keep it as short as possible, Keith. So uh, really the the core of it was a trip that my dad and I made many years ago. So after college, my dad and I would have a guy's trip, and we would go caddy on a mini tour. Uh, in Canada, down at the Hooters Tour, which is a tour that doesn't exist really anymore, uh, e-golf tour, we would go all over the country. And so that was our guy's trip. Um, obviously, I was living in Detroit area. He was up in northern Michigan where my parents live, and so that was our weekend together, and that's what we did. Um, so flash, fast, fast forward many years, um, I worked in the restaurant business, and uh, two years ago my son had brain surgery. He has Chiari malformation. And so at that same time we lost our long-term nanny, and uh, I, it was time for me to – we made a decision for me to be a stay-at-home dad. So really the start of the account was – something to do that I so I didn't have to watch um, cartoons all day with my kids. So we have two kids, a four-year-old and a six-year-old, and uh, it was really something to kind of have an adult outlet, and not in a million years did I think it was going to be this. Uh, I say all the time, I would have been happy with uh, 300 followers, and I think I'm approaching like 31,000 or something. It's uh, It's been a crazy, crazy ride, and I'm so appreciative of it. Well, you know what, folks, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Ryan French, and he's the creative genius behind the Monday Q School Twitter account. And he's right. He's he's approaching 31,000 followers there on social media. And I'm with you, man. I'm a PGA professional, and in the wintertime, I do spend some, some time with my kids, and I have a 10- and a 12-year-old, but I could think back a decade, and if I had to watch another, like, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, I was, right. was going to lose my mind, you know? And yeah. so I, I hear what you're saying, and unfortunately, there was no Twitter back then, so maybe I did lose my mind. I don't know. But, uh, you know, I mean, you have such a positive, creative side, you know, and your ability to develop these storylines. Your posts are like they're so like real life. They're like reality TV of the of these golfers in these minor leagues. Right. I mean, you even put like playoffs for Monday Q School on Periscope. You do all these cool things, you know. So for all of my kind of social media fans that are out there, you know, how do you develop these posts? Where do you get all your information from? Do you go to every event? Uh, I don't go to every event. So really, uh, I mean, I go to some, um, you know, I, I, a lot of the players, uh, I get information from everywhere now. Uh, and, you know, I, I've kind of taken on the, the, like, what I do is try to gather as much information as I can. And it's hard to take all of that information and put it into 280 characters. But, um, you know, the more information, the better. It gives gives the story. So, um I mean, I get information from moms, grandmas, wives, the players themselves, caddies, PGA Tour section members. Um, and I really try to get as many stories as I can even before the Monday happens so that when they Monday qualify or they do something on a developmental tour that I have the story kind of ready. So, um, I mean, players and caddies and agents have been more than generous to me and and feeding me information, and I have not been turned down from a player of a question I've asked 
since I started the account. So, um, I mean, I'm very appreciative of everybody who has, who has given me information. So on a Monday, I try to get as much information as I can and uh, from anywhere. All right, so everything's been successful. You're up to 31,000 followers from, like you said, your original goal was if I had 500, this would be kind of a cool thing and better than cartoons, right? So now looking at this big picture, let's take like a 30,000-foot viewpoint on what you're doing and, and try to increase your perspective. What's the goal now? I mean, do you, do you start your own you know, website? Do you, you know, where do you see this going? Three, five, maybe 10 years down the road? Yeah, I mean, I th- I think we have, you know, I have to evolve. I think it's got to go beyond Twitter. Um, I got some exciting news coming up that I hope to share here in a little bit. But I, I think that you got to tell more stories. So I think it starts with, uh, you know, telling a deeper story outside of 280 characters, um, whether that's, you know, a YouTube channel or a documentary or you know, um, podcast or a segment on golf channel or whatever that entails. I think that these players with these great stories have a much deeper story than I can tell, even in 280 characters. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm, it's amazing that I'm having a conversation about where I, the account's going to be in three years. I never dreamed of that. So I think the goal is to find ways to tell the story even deeper and give casual golf fans or golf fans that didn't know that this side of pro golf exists, a deeper look into these players' lives. Well, I'm sure at some point you've probably already talked to, you know, one or two people and they've said, you know, Ryan, how are we going to monetize this? So I've been thinking a lot about your future, and I do this from time to time, and I'm going to make a suggestion for you, right? You could add incredible value you know and now i have your phone number so i i'm gonna be hit, i'm gonna be hitting you up all the time because right. you know these little there's these little things out there like DraftKings or FanDuel, yep. and you know sure. you're always looking for a very valuable guy who maybe just gets into the field because you can't have six tiger woods's on your team or six Roy right, McElroy's, right. right so i mean if you had a blog you know that was like monday q school you know fantasy golf pick of the week i mean i think yep. that that would be pretty popular because there's uh, there's a lot of suspect people out there that uh, gamble on golf, and uh, they're, they're more than happy to take a take a, uh, a flyer on an Adam Shank or a uh, Corey Connors or uh, wh- whomever it may be. You know, I mean, yeah. what, do you th- what do you think about that idea? Yeah, I think it's good. I mean, uh, here's what I'll say about monetizing. The only reason that I want to monetize because it was never never an idea is to keep it going. I mean, uh, um, that's the goal. the The goal has always been to give exposure to these guys. Uh, these guys that are grinding out there as much as possible. So, you know, I'm working on things to help the players along with me. I mean, I, I, I need to monetize it in some, some way in order to keep it going. So I'm open for anything. If that's, if, if that's the way that I'm going to help monetize it, I'm, I'm all good for it. Well, you know what? The, there's a lot of people that listen to this in the New York City area. So, uh, I, I, you know, folks, tune in there because we're talking to Ryan French, and he's the creative mind behind the Monday Q School Twitter account. And he tells the stories of the minor leagues of professional golf. And you've definitely caught the attention of the golf media world. There's no doubt because there's certain people I see all the time that retweet you, like, you know, the Brandel Chambliss and the Jeff Shacklefords of the world that know that you're there, you know, like my good buddy Andy Johnson over at the Fried Egg. I mean, all these people know you're there and they love the data that you bring to the table because it develops these really amazing real life stories and I, and I I saw one I remember 
something that caught my eye, and I said, I, it said sometime in the next month, I gotta, I gotta save a show for Ryan because you, you put a tweet out there where you said Ricky Barnes, who's a former U.S. Amateur champ, right, and touring PGA touring yep. professional, showed up on a Monday qualifier, put the bag on his shoulder, and he started walking. And, yep. and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, here's a guy that that could have been like, you know, on a jet. You know, if all things worked out, and now he's like slinging the bag on his shoulder. So, in the in the couple of years that you've been doing this, what's one of the most like crazy stories, like mind altering perspectives, where you saw something when you're like, that guy is grinding his heart out right now, and I, I can't believe it. Like, is there one in particular you can think of that you could just you know blow my audience away with? Yeah, I mean uh, the Ricky Barnes story is is always a crazy one. I mean, uh, those kind of happen a lot at Mondays. There's not often I don't look at a field on a Monday and go, holy cow, I can't believe it. I mean, Mike Weir plays in Monday qualifiers. The guy has a master's win and uh, $29 million or whatever his career earnings are. Uh, Anahar Lahari the other day, I think this is kind of encompasses what the Monday Q lifestyle is like. Is I mean, Anahar was... I think 35th or 33rd in the world at one point, and I took a picture of him at the Waste Management Golf, uh, at the Waste Management Monday qualifier, and they didn't close the range to the general public, so he was sit, uh, hitting next balls next to a, a an old man that was, you know, a 20 handicap or whatever. <laughs> and I think it's moments like that that is like this is a guy who played in World Golf Classics majors was a very well-known is aware very well-known in golfer and and i think it just kind of speaks to how quickly you can rise and fall in this game you know it takes a week to rise and it, and it doesn't take long for you to be at the waste management monday qualifier on a range with the general public well you know what there's no doubt the struggle is real for sure. I mean, you you live it through reporting each and every week. So I I got to ask you, you know, for my for my listeners here, I, I certainly got to just get a, a quick answer to this question. And you know, one of the, at the end of the year, you're always throwing these stats out. In order to be a medalist at any Monday Q school, I, that you you had to average about sixty five and a half shots or sixty four and a half. I, I strike that sixty four and a half shots to be the medalist at any Monday Q school for for a uh, for a tour event, right? So yep. here's my question. I mean, because that's that's pretty good, right? How good do you have to be to be a PGA Tour player? Like in your words, in a sentence or two, in your opinion, how good do you have to be to be those guys on TV at Riviera this week? Yeah, I think that I I use a, a quote from Edward Lore a lot, you know, and he said I was the one percent of the one percent. So. I, I I put it in perspective of the best player at 99% of the clubs across the United States have no chance of ever playing professional golf. Um, and, and that's not to be mean or, or anything like that. It's, it's the reality of it. They play a game that is different than any game that most fans or people have played golf with. I've played golf with very good amateurs. Uh, I've played guys who played number one at, at, major schools and didn't even sniff the world of pro golf or the corn Ferry tour or the PGA tour. It's just a different level of golf. I mean, uh, I remember the first time I went to a Canadian tour event and, uh, I caddied for a Canadian kid named Ryan Yip and he shot a very easy 66 and came off the course and was like, well, I didn't play very well. And it was just a game that I, at that time was completely unfamiliar with and, uh, kind of opened my eyes that this is a guy who's not, he's probably three or four steps away 
from the PGA Tour, and he was the best golfer that I'd ever, you know, played with or walked with. Well, you know what? You put that very succinctly, and I think that uh, you said it very clearly. It's 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 the top one of 1% and then 1% of those folks. So, um, you know what? Here's a game that we are familiar with, though, on Springdale Golf Live. And, folks, we're here with Ryan French, and Ryan is an Internet sensation there on Twitter with the Monday Q School um, reality show that takes place every weekend and week out as these mini tours of golf try to qualify for the bigger tours. And... All my listeners love when we do a little rapid-fire Q&A with our guests because they love to get to know them a little bit better. So what we want to try to do is we want to try to give you a little opportunity here to um, show some more of your personal side. So you ready for this on Uh, Valentine's Day, Ryan? I I am definitely scared, but yeah, I'm ready. All right. Favorite Detroit athlete of all time? Uh, Barry Sanders. What app do you use the most other than Twitter? Jeez, uh, uh, that's a good question. Um, I play a game called uh, Bubble Blast. It's a, it's a game that's terribly addicting. No cartoons, folks, but Bubble Blast. Got it. All right. On a scale of 1 to 10, rate your dancing ability. Uh, zero, uh, negative 3. Jeez, ne- the negative side of dancing. Okay. <laughs> Would you rather win $100,000 or have a friend win a million? A uh, friend win a million. I hope I'm a good enough friend that he gives me at least 100000 <laughs> There you go. It's one way of looking at it. Win-win situation. All right. Do you like clowns? I hate clowns. All right. If I loaned you a private jet, where would you go? I would probably go to, I mean, from a golf perspective, I'd go, my, my bucket list is to go to all opposite field events in one year. Have you ever walked out of a movie? No, I don't think so. No, I, I'm not a huge movie goer, but I don't I don't remember walking out of a movie. What's your favorite dinner meal? Uh, pizza, p- pineapple, pepperoni, pineapple. Oh, that's a cool combination. Kind of like Hawaiian style there. All right. If you could be a superhero, who would you choose? Uh, Superman, because you can live like a normal life. All right. A, a different time. One more for you, Ryan. When you hear the word journeyman, who is the first person that comes to mind? Oh, that's... That is a great question. That's a really great question. Um, yeah, I mean, because I know him, Kyle Thompson is probably uh, is a great journeyman. Like he played nineteen or twenty years, and I think he was up and down from the from the uh, Corn Ferry to the PGA Tour like four or five times, and like one of the best players in South Carolina for a long time. Um, but I mean, there's many. Kyle Thompson is the first one I can think of. All right. Well, with all due respect to Kyle Thompson and his wonderful playing record, if it weren't for you, we wouldn't even know who he was. Ryan, thanks for all you do telling the stories about the minor leagues of mini tours and professional golf. Uh, it's truly entertaining. And, folks, if you're not already following him as you listen to his interview, you got to get on Twitter and you got to follow Monday Q School. What's the, what's the exact name again, Ryan? Just uh, if you search Monday Q Info, that's the easiest way to do it. It's a uh, uh, case of the golf one is my handle, which is the worst handle in, in America. If I would have thought it would be more than my buddies following me, I would have thought thought it through. Well, I tell you what, you know, your buddies and just a couple other people are following you. Thanks for taking the time to come on the show today. I really appreciate it, Ryan. All the best, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, okay? Thanks, Keith. Well, there you go, folks. 
a little uh, insider information there. You know what? It's about 3.19 p.m. here in Princeton, and uh, which makes it, what, 12.19 p.m. for our friends out in Los Angeles at Riviera for the Genesis Open. Thanks for listening to Fox Sports 920 of the Jersey. Be back in a moment. The New Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the NJPA section, is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. With a focus on three core pillars, youth, military, and special needs, the NJGF delivers dynamic programming under the guidance of PGA professionals so individuals from all backgrounds can experience the game of golf in a welcoming environment. To support the NJGF or learn more about programs and special events, visit njgolffoundation.org. That's njgolffoundation.org. Rich and distinguished history for nearly 125 years, Springdale Golf Club and its members have been beautifully making their mark as the best golf and social experience in our region. Our impact in the industry does not stop there. Did you know about the benefits that extend beyond the boundaries of the club through its agreement with Troon Purvey, the private club operating division of Troon Golf Management? Springdale's walkable and superbly conditioned William Flynn design course, now combined with Troon's operational expertise, are taking the club to the next level in our commitments to the member experience. Just announced as a significant expansion to the Troon Purvey Privileges Program. This Vanguard service initiative includes enhanced golf and lifestyle benefits that extend far beyond the fairways. For more information about our club and all the incredible moments being made at Springdale Golf Club and through Troon Purvey, please take a visit of our website at www.springdalegc.org forward slash Troon Purvey. Let's get back on course as Springdale Golf Live continues on Fox Sports 920 The Jersey. Once again, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to Springdale Golf Live. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, the director of fun. You're listening to Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. You know, we just got done talking to Monday qualifying for, uh, you know, talking about Monday qualifying for tournaments. And, uh, you know, you can shoot four or five under and you're done for the day, you know, which uh, in reality, I guess, um, would be some sort of real heartbreaker. Turn it up. Thanks for laying that down there, E, on the board. Tremendous job. Tremendous job here this afternoon. A little rock and roll. We had a little uh, fits in the tantrums in that first segment there. You know, what would you think of that little pick? I want to shine. I like that song. You know, it's got a good beat to it. And, uh, you know, I, I played that in honor of Ryan French, our guest in the interview in the first half, because, uh, you know what, I think he really wants to shine. He, you know, he's very humble about the whole thing. But, uh, you know, his inner glow comes out in his creative side when you read those posts. And it, there really is genius behind what he's doing. And in thinking of the people that he writes about, I thought I'd throw in a little Led Zeppelin and uh, rock and roll, a little classic rock there with their famous tune there with that amazing opening guitar riff by Jimmy Page for Heartbreaker uh, because there have been so many hearts broken on Mondays and so many other days of the week of touring players and mini tour players. I mean, even the ones I've known throughout my lifetime, you know, certainly it's one of those things where uh, everyone is just one step away and uh, it's just, uh, it's really creative story making and the type of thing in the pop culture of golf and sports that we love to talk about here at Springdale Golf Live. And one of the other things we like to talk about here at Springdale Golf Live is Tiger Woods, who finished his round this morning, the second round out at Riviera, where he's hosting at the Genesis Open, uh, the old L.A. Open, which he played in when he was 
what, 1992, when he was 16 years old, and now 28 years later, if he were to win, he has a chance to surpass the all-time win record. And he only shot, he shot two over today, so he shot 73 and two under yesterday. He's even, but it's a tough golf course, folks. He's tied for 45th right now, and the leaders are about eight under. Matt Kuchar, uh, actually, there's seven under. Matt Kuchar's still there, and he's just starting his, his second round. Uh, I bet you it's going to be somewhere around six, seven, eight under. It's uh, it's going to be a tough day out there. They'll have it set up to make the cut happen, and you know there's some there's some great players um, in position here. You know, Rory shot a couple under yesterday. He's now the number one player in the world. He's there. You've got Brooks with his first PGA Tour event of the season. He's back. Um, talked a lot about his knee and his injury, and, and that it was a lot worse than we thought it was. He, you know, he pulled out of the President's Cup, and, and his whole fall was kind of uh, put on hold. But he is back. He was in Saudi Arabia two weeks ago, but now he's back on the PGA Tour. And the Genesis Open has just become one of these really fantastic events. And one of the cool things about what's going on out there is that with so many good players there, the media tent has been really interesting for sound bites and you know since we love our pop culture news stories around here probably the biggest news story in golf and for me as a PGA professional is this idea that the RNA and the USGA just recently released a 102 page report on how distance is affecting the game of golf and this is something they've been working on for years and you know i'm just going to read you a couple little quotes here from some of the leaders of each of those two groups and we'll talk about mike davis first who's the executive director of the usga and he goes on to say you know this report clearly shows a consistent increase in hitting distance and golf course lengths over the last 100 plus years these increases have had a profound impact on costs to build, modify, and operate golf courses and impacted golfers at all levels, yada, yada, yada. With the collaboration from the entire golf community, we have an opportunity to stem this tide and help ensure golf remains sustainable and enjoyable for generations to come. Um, I like the choice of the word enjoyable there. I, I think along the lines of Phil Mickelson, when I'm hitting bombs, um, enjoying the game. But um, we'll go to his counterpart, Martin Slumbers, the chief executive officer of the RNA. Uh, we believe we have reached a pivotal moment in golf. Um, the impact of long-term hitting distance increases on some of golf's essential elements are now clear, including changing the strategic, strategic challenge of the sport. You know, our objective as governing bodies is to work with the key stakeholders in golf to address this issue in a way that brings the sport together, which ensures it continues to thrive for many years to come. Um, I'm not really sure if they're aware of this, but golf is extremely thriving. But you get the sense of what I'm going after there, folks, by reading that, is that each group and their leaders have come out to say that they think that there is an issue here. And although they don't come out with any specific solutions yet, they do make a couple suggestions. I don't think you really need to read the 102-page memo that uh, or report that has come out. But it has certainly ta- brought up a lot of subjects like bifurcation. Should there be different rules for the PGA Tour and for the regular folks like us at the club over at Springdale? Um, you know, there's there's a lot of discussion that's going on there, and and this is really kind of open up a firestorm, let's just call it Pandora's box, because in writing all of this and in saying those very specific things, 
and not offering up how they're going to solve this problem or how they're going to counteract this problem or how they're going to deal with this problem has gotten everyone, the pundits and the professionals and everyone, um, talking endlessly out there in Pacific Palisades at Riviera. So it's it's interesting. I mean, um, at the end of the day, who does this problem really affect? You know, they mentioned that you know it, it is for a certain group of golfers. Well, when you hear Rory McIlroy in the media room and he says, "Well, it's for like the top of one percent of golfers in the world," meaning him and his touring professional friends. So, um, is this really important at the club? Um, I'm not really sure. I mean, there's obviously a lot more to come on this. They've released the report. They are going to take nine to twelve months of feedback. I know that um, my parent group, the PGA of America, is sitting down and thinking about it in a thoughtful manner. They haven't had a response yet. I don't really have a response yet because I'm not quite sure how they're going to handle it. I, I do think that um, for a majority of golfers, it's much ado about nothing. Um, is distance a problem? I don't know. But golf's in probably the best state, earning the most money with the most fans it's ever had all time in like 300 years since shepherds were wandering around Scotland. So um, I'm going to run with that as far as how I think that this direction of this is going to go. So good luck to Jay Monahan and Mike Davis and everyone involved and in how this all shakes out. The, there will certainly be more reports on this, but you know what, folks, with five weeks to uh, the TPC at Sawgrass and the Players' Championship and only nine weeks to the Masters, we got a lot of other better stories that are taking place here in golf. And, you know, anything from the battle for number one between Brooks and Rory, Tiger's act and healthy. We just have so much fun stuff. You know, can Phil get into the U.S. Open? Um, all this amazing stuff that's going on in golf. And that music means that we're about out of time. So I got to thank my friends and sponsors from Taylor May Golf, New Jersey Golf Foundation, Summit Golf Brands, and F.H. Wadsworth for all they do to support Springdale Golf Live. We really appreciate it. E, thanks for all your work on the board. Tremendous job. Thanks to my Springdale Board of Governors, Troon Golf Management, and most importantly, our listeners. Well, you know what, folks? I'm headed back to Springdale. But where are you headed? We'll let the tower be your guide. And from Princeton to Pacific Palisades, and of course, everywhere online, may you all have a Springdale day. This has been Springdale Golf Live with Keith Stewart. Keith returns to the team next Friday afternoon at 3 on Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. We now return you to our regularly scheduled national.